Hello and welcome to Saladcast. Myself, Ollie Warner and Glyn Price. Hi Glyn, how are you doing? I'm sure you're in fine spirits. I think we're all in fine spirits at the moment, aren't we Ollie? Yeah, I think yeah. every Shrewsbury Town fan has been in fine spirits all weekend after what we saw on Saturday, so yeah, certainly am. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was funny. Um, I had a friend of mine at the game who I used to work with and um, he came to, the last time he came was when we lost um, to Gillingham in the last minute, last yeah. season. Um, and it was quite funny. He's obviously, it was interesting for him to see um, now and then. Um, and yeah, everyone leaving the um, the gates um, was a lot happier than they were um, this time last season. So yeah, everyone's very chuffed and yeah, a lot of positivity online, which is good to see. It was quite an epic end to the game, wasn't it, Ollie? You know, we, yeah. we obviously got the win, but it was under a double rainbow over the meadow after the rain that we'd had during the game, and it was obviously the end of our three thousandth league game in the FL. So you know, there was a lot of sort of iconic things I think that people will look back and remember in terms of you know you do those one thousand, two thousand, three thousand games as sort of key points in any football club's history. So. Yeah, it was it was such a such a lovely way to end that sort of period as well, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking forward to the games this coming week as well. Yes. So yeah, lots to look forward to. It is a lot to look forward to. Obviously, we've only got the one game to cover this week, Ollie, but I think at yeah. the very top of this, we should just... Because there's been the thing going around in Shrewsbury Town fan circles since the game of, should we... And this is the main question, isn't it? Should we or should we not be getting carried away? So I, I'm going to set my stall out now, Ollie, that you know it's been a long, long time since we got to this point, top of a league and all very exciting and a good team to watch. So I'm I'm, I'm putting my, my shop out here, Ollie, that I'm getting excited and I'm probably going to get a bit carried away during this podcast. So, you know, <laughs> fair play to you, whatever you want to do. And I'm sure some fans are saying, you know, let's not look at the table. It's not been long enough. But God, come on, let's just let's just enjoy it for once. Yeah, no, I can remember when we did our pre pre um, pre season um, predictions, um, and I kind of hinted in. I, I I'm quite proud. I said this. I I was yeah. I was going to be conservative when we did the pod, but I thought it could be there could be something exciting about this season. And mm. yeah, I know, and I'm not going to profess and try and say that I expected this to happen, <laughs> but I just felt under Hurst, You know, average points per game under Hurst last season. Um, yeah, who knows? But yeah, let's go into the detail. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one to discuss because yeah, it was an action-packed game. It certainly was an action-packed game. Yeah, and as I say, there's a lot. You're right. There's a lot to talk about um, from from what we saw of our team and also Wigan. There's a few things we picked up on there. So yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get straight into that now, Ollie. Davis, quite frankly, has to score to calm some nerves all around Gay Meadow. Davis then right-footed score. Yep, so um, two um, informed teams came into this game. Um, Wigan played one less game than Shrewsbury, and they didn't play last week um, because of the international break. That just kind of says how many internationals they have, that mm-hmm. they um, had a, a, a game week off, um, which probably, would, I would say, gave their squad a bit of an opportunity to take a breather and recover after the hectic start of the season that we always have with um, the, the checker trade and um, the Football League Cup. So, yes, yeah, so Shrewsbury came into the game and obviously the result of this one, everyone knows the score, Shrewsbury Town won Wigan nil. Um, yeah, yeah, scored yeah. after 26 minutes. <laughs> um, and that means that we maintain our unbeaten run, five wins and one draw, which is just fantastic. Um, and we also gave um, Wigan their first defeat of the season, so that's good. Um, and interestingly as well, before this... Um, the last three times we played Wigan, we'd, we'd lost. So, um, yeah, we obviously put that to right as well. Yeah. So that was good. So there's a couple of talking points, wasn't there? Um, we were talking about it on the pod going into the team selection. Um, I don't think there's any surprise here that Henderson came back into the side as they're going. No, not at all. There'd been a few people saying, what do we do? I'd, I'd been saying on, on Twitter and a few other places, social medias, that it was a, it was a nailed on that Henderson was, Henderson was going to come back in and obviously yeah. talk about how we played. It was brilliant. But, um, yeah, it was, it was no-brainer for me. And, and harsh, harsh on you know, the other goal keeper whose name I still can't pronounce but um, he had two good games but I feel like he's just going to have to settle for that this season unless Henderson gets injured yep no definitely so um, same back four um, um, Godfrey um, sitting again um, saying um, banker four again so the 4-1-4-1 is working well um, Morris yeah. um had a hamstring strain in the Gillingham game, um, so he wasn't fit to play. And Payne came in. Um, interestingly, after the game, um, we all—I think you probably saw this as well, Glenn—that um, Godfrey was actually injured coming to the game and gone back to Norwich. Um, so it was yeah. interesting that he played. Yeah, interesting. And, and obviously, they've got some good physios at Norwich that sorted him out this week, and then yeah. <laughs> sent him sent him back across the A14 to us. So um, yeah, was, I'm glad he came back because he was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, it's not a niggle that you know means he has to miss too many games. We can we can nurse him through it, and then hopefully, he'll, he'll get his full fitness back because he's certainly become in a couple of games quite a linchpin of this team hasn't he yeah he's crucial to the structure of the team definitely um so yeah glenn so yeah it's probably worth um yeah what would you say about the the wigan team because yeah, there's a few notable names isn't there yeah it was it's interesting i mean we obviously had a, a town team that we're getting familiar with and then obviously we as, as podcasters and looking at the games as we do we 
we had a look at the Wigan team as well. And the first thing that stood out to me that probably stood out to everyone else was their number 33 at centre-back. He, was, <laughs> and at, you know, he stood out in terms of the fact that he was about two foot higher than everybody else. Absolute giant of a man. So as soon as we saw him running out, I was thinking, well, Payne's in for a, an absolute lively afternoon against him. So that was interesting. But they've they obviously got some, some players with a bit of pedigree, haven't they? I mean, yeah. Nick Powell stood out to me as, as a name I'd heard of and seen some of the games he played. You know, I think he was ex-Man United, isn't he? And played for yep. maybe a couple of clubs on loan now. And... Um, you know, looked like a, a real strong, tall, you know, midfielder that was going to dominate the game. So, yeah, you, you're worried about him. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, they've got Alex Bruce has gone there, Sam Morsey, who's, who's played at a high, high level, I think, and I've heard of Gavin Massey. And, and then they had Will Grigg, you know, this player that's become famous for his chant and banging yeah. goals and all of this. And he couldn't even make the bloody starting lineup. He was on the bench, wasn't he? So, yeah. which puts a lot of stock in the fact that Ivan Tony was starting ahead of him. And that's another name we were familiar with. So, yeah, quite interesting, you know, a few of their players as well. And I'm sure that. There's a, a few other players there, Ollie, that you picked up on that you, you might have been aware of as well. Yeah, so um, the player I, well, I said at the start of the game, um, Jacobs for Wolves, um, I'd probably go oh, as yeah. far to say, in my opinion, he's probably the best player in League One. Mm. Um, I remember him, yeah, he was fantastic for Northampton. He obviously was key to Kenny Jackett's team that got promoted on the Wolves side. And yeah, and he was, I think he's, yeah, up there with Nick Powell, probably the best players in the league. Um, yeah. So yeah, interesting. And he, yeah, he he was a good player and he, and he did have a good game. He just couldn't, fortunately for us, um, couldn't quite um, create an assist or a goal. Yeah, and this isn't this isn't the, the Wigan fans podcast, but should just say you know that they had a couple of players we probably don't know the names of because they've been playing in the championship and have dropped yeah, down a little bit. And even the guys whose names we're not aware of were, were good players. There was a winger winger that was up against Bolton in the first half, for example, who who looks really good. But being good players and and you know coming from higher levels does not win you football matches. You need togetherness and you need a lot more than that. And um, as we'll come to find out, there was some some bits of that that we did better in the game, wasn't there? So yeah. Yeah, it was just interesting really to, to have a quick chat about Wigan's team because they're obviously a team that are expected to, to be beating Shrewsbury and, and are expected to be at the top of the league. And yeah, they've, they've got the players that should be doing it. But um, yeah, why they're not at the moment, I think we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get some feedback from what their manager said at the end of this. And that was interesting yeah. about where they where they are and where they're going. So there we go, Ollie. So yes, we came into the game. The, the, the lads came out, didn't they, to rapturous applause. We obviously had, uh, I think it was just shy of 7,000, wasn't it? 6,929. Yeah. With a good following from, from Wigan as well. So it's a bit of a disappointment that. Yeah, I was I was a bit disappointed with that, but hopefully you know <laughs> results like this should put another couple under on next week, and if it you know, well Tuesday night maybe, but um, yeah, I would have thought we'd have got seven thousand five hundred really. Then this this team yeah. deserves it, as I said last week. So yeah, that was a that was a shame really. But um, the ones that were in there, Shoes Town fans were fantastic from the minute the game started, really weren't they? Right behind the lads yeah. and you know had a team to believe in and and you know gave them the vocal backing to to start and have a go at Wigan, but um. Didn't quite start like that, did it? I, th- I suppose it's fair to say that we weren't we weren't on top in the first twenty minutes. No, um, we started very poorly, didn't we? Uh, yes. Passing was sloppy, and yeah, they definitely dominated the first twenty minutes. Um, though I would say we still created a chance on the break, didn't we? Um, yes. So yeah, we had the chance where Payne held up the ball and bit of skill from no um, from Nolan who found Rodman who had a, a shot from long range, which was pretty close. Um, but yeah. We were, yeah, we were still competitive, but definitely you'd say that um, they they dominated the position um, and kind of showed us why they're you know tipped to be one of the best teams in the league and going to potentially win the league and why they've got those championship players mm. you were mentioning. Um, but I think it's worth just yeah just kind of mention. I thought that I thought I don't know. Do you think we were? I think well, it's a bit of a loaded question from my point. <laughs> but, um, I thought we were a bit nervous. What do you think? I'd interestingly say that I wouldn't say nervous. I think it was one of those cases where you know we were playing probably our hardest team, hardest game of the season so far, and it it did take us a little bit of time to get to grips with them. But I liked I liked it. It was like we were we were figuring them out. We were we were sort of trying to see where they were playing and and where they where their sort of strikers and midfielders were dropping into and how that would affect our shape and and. Yeah, all right. We 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 might have took a little bit longer than usual to get to grips with that because of the quality that they possess. But I thought we did. I thought it was nice to see the players sort of think about it. And and you know, it was a it was a competitive, full blooded start to the game, wasn't it? There was a few tackles, and we were certainly pressing them and and trying to put them under pressure. But yeah, I wouldn't say it was nervous. I think it was more just a case of trying to trying to understand where they were going to be coming from. Because um, yeah, I guess we'd done our homework on them, but you never know until the game starts, do you? No, I think well, there was one player definitely I thought was and has suffered from a bit of nerves. <laughs> that oh, really? was our Who's right that? back Bolton. I thought yes. he had a terrible first thirty minutes. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, yeah, he, the winger he was up against started really well, didn't he? Unfortunately, yeah, Jacobs. Yeah, you think he did him at least a couple of times, didn't he? And it resulted some sort of halfway through the first half with that chance where he running off the wing. A couple of little little stepovers and stuff, wasn't it? And then he fired yeah. it into the side of the goal. It was actually a he did really well up until the finish. He tried to sort of outside of foot it in, didn't he? And he, he just put yeah. it wide their, their winger. But um 
Yeah, he didn't start too well. But one thing I would say about Bolton uh, after that struggle is he, he was certainly a player that recovered as the game went on. Didn't he did. He? I think it might have helped because after that chance, did you see Toto? Um, yeah. He Henderson mental. said something to Toto and then Toto stormed out of the box and just started shouting at Bolton. And all you could hear was him shouting three times, three times, because I think that's how many times he'd been done by the yeah, winner. So, had. yeah, it was nice to see some motivation from your teammate. <laughs> yeah. So of those um, of those three, there was that time where he yeah did a short pass to Toto um, and um, Jacobs came running through. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't get. He didn't do anything. There was another time where he did a slide tackle, and somehow he just seemed to completely miss the ball. He was a well-timed. Well, it was should have been a well-timed challenge. He missed it. Yeah. Then he went running down the line, and there was another time he got done, and then Toto just did a great kind of like block the ball yes. kind of tackle, didn't he? Which sent Jacobs flying. Saved him. Uh, yeah. So it was a very poor start from him, um, and uh, yeah, it kind of. It was yeah, championship player versus a non-league player from last season. Mm. So you know they've kind of gone from one stream to the other and gone met together. So yeah, fair play to Bolton though. Um, he did a few decent clearances as well. So let's yep. not you know he was it's you not know. like he was um, he wasn't he didn't have an awful awful um, game. But yeah, he definitely recovered. But the first half an hour was yeah definitely not his best. <laughs> no, it's good to see a player recover from that sort of thing. Didn't yep. go in and into himself. You know, as a young lad, he could have done. He could have. You know, all the fans were looking at him and starting to get a bit worried, but luckily the crowd were really positive on Saturday, so no one really yeah. got on his back, didn't they? So, yeah, it was. I thought it was it was good to see him recover, and I thought he had, a, in general, after that, he had a pretty solid game, to be honest. Yeah, he did. The least impressed with the defenders, but that's probably because the other three defenders yeah. were absolutely fantastic uh, again. Yeah, it is. And actually, just, yeah, kind of on that point, kind of... Um, Makes a nice link to obviously I had a I forgot as I said a friend of mine sitting next to me was a um, not a regular a fan he's a well he's a hybrid of a Leicester and Man United fan one of those kind of Premier League fans who wow. doesn't really know to support um, and he um, and also explained to him you know that names and faces and it was quite funny I didn't really think of it until now but there were six players in that starting lineup that played last year yeah yeah and of those um, players um, two of them were there um, under Mellon hmm. so. That's that's just remarkable that we've got you know we've gone from being one of the worst teams in the league nearly went down just a few points uh, saved us yeah to okay let's not we need to get carried away but not too carried away six after six games <laughs> to win the, the top league. of the league <laughs> yeah but that's that just puts in context isn't it how you know it's not just about he hasn't you know it's not a, a you know you couldn't couldn't say Hurst is a checkbook manager he's a training ground manager man manager and yeah fantastic um, in terms of. Just kind of puts into context, I think, I mean, the number of players. Very true. And it's a bit of both, though. You say checkbook manager and training manager. It is a little bit of both because what he's brought in, he's brought in quality. And yeah. those those gaps in between were probably the weaker players, if you think about who we've shipped out and replaced them with. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see us stick with the, the six lads, as you say, that have been there and have, have been through some downs and some ups. But actually, in some respects, them having been in those low lows now gives them absolute motivation, more than most players, to be continuing this run and, and yeah. trying to do something exciting with their careers because they've been in their doldrums for a, a good year and a half, maybe two years some of them so yeah I certainly think it gives them a huge amount of motivation look at someone like a go-go he's going to want to ride this as much as he can because he's been a great player in in a poor team for the last year or so hasn't he and now he's a he's still brilliant he's still playing just as well as he was but every week he's not standing out as much and it's it's a bit harsh on him in some respects because he deserves an absolute ton of credit for being part of this brilliant midfield three but some for some respects, Godfrey and Nolan are outshining him every week, which is pretty pretty harsh. Yeah, no, it is. I thought that as well when I was doing my top three. I was like, I haven't put a go go in yet, but <laughs> yeah, it's um, he's 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 if he's done the bars has been set higher, hasn't he? So yeah, so yeah, so that was um, yeah. So the first half an hour, twenty minutes definitely, and then half an hour we came into the game, definitely. and then yeah, we started to really put our uh, input on the game. Um, I think kind of like for me, the dividing line from when we came in was when um, Henderson did that punch, yeah, um, and got completely um, knocked out and knocked around, um, but yeah. Yeah, just shows his bravery um, there. And then we had that chance where Wally, I, I don't know about you, but I jumped up when this happened, where yes. um, Wally um, cut inside um, on, on from the left side um, and then the keeper just touched it onto the crossbar. Oof. It was close, close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was close. It was a real noise when it hit. he hit it as well because we've seen yeah. him bend them in quite a few times, haven't we, in the last year or so. So, yeah, it, w- it was a good, good good bit of playing. And, you know, it was, it was starting to be evidence of us getting more ball and... and and being in the game more, and it was it was the first real clear cut chance we'd had, and it was it was really encouraging to see that happen. For, for me, you know, one of the you know you say the game turned on Henderson punching that ball and showing how to be brave for everybody else. I say I say still before that, I think even though we weren't having much of the ball, I think that 
one of the things maybe Wigan were a little bit surprised about was our physicality in some respects yeah. and how much we were standing up to them and, and actually not just standing up to them but doing it in a way that when we were getting the ball especially with players like Nolan and Godfrey and, and Agogo the, the touch and the passing was was crisp and was really nice and, and there was that degree of skill to be able to find a bit of space so you know even though we, we gave them a lot of ball and maybe they, they were in, in charge at the first 20 minutes I still think we played well in some respects yeah. um, but um, they didn't like it they didn't we like it it was quite difficult and it wasn't even we were, I wouldn't say you know we weren't as aggressive as say like Bolton last season no, we weren't that not. kind of dirty or aggressive as they, those guys but we were a intense weren't we in our pressing and, and we defend so well you know you always see Warley he's always standing in the right place he's blocking off the pass from the fullback to the winger yep. you know he's always in the right place the structure's there and that mid three or three is just so solid okay mm-hmm. yeah we do lose a striker we have one striker up front but that midfield three is so dominant I and mean, it's the real base that the whole team set on so yeah so so that was good and then um yeah should you talk through the goal we scored a goal yeah and it yeah. was it, it uh, you know that, that last couple of minutes beforehand we'd started to really turn the screw and it, and it came and um yeah it was a terrible corner wasn't it yeah <laughs> so it, it, came, it came from a corner um which we put in and someone i think it was a go-go headed it across in it was sort of a, a sort of train gra- training ground type yeah. one wasn't it where we hit it yeah, it's a short almost one. almost to the edge of the box wasn't it and he headed it yeah. back in it kind of got fluffed around and it eventually ended up getting recycled to Bolton at the back post who actually put a really nice chip yeah, lofted did. ball in because he had to he had to get it over his man um, and then I think it was Nisala in the box got a really nice header onto it that yep. really out jumped the defender and he out jumped that number 33 if you look at the results of, of, if you look at the highlights so yep. that was quite interesting considering he was about two foot shorter I think um, and it just fell and the man of the moment he knows where to be doesn't he bit of a Michael Owen-esque in the right spot at the right time and Payne was there smashed it into the back of the net and yeah we were off and, off and running weren't we it was a, another smashing finish wasn't it yeah it was a I would, it was a classic Gary Lineker kind of finish yeah, yeah, kind of like stretch your leg out into the back of the net keeper was fast in his reaction but just couldn't quite get there in time mm. Um, so yeah, that was um, so that was quite so that was a yeah a nice nice goal and yeah and f- the fourth goal for Payne which is just yeah. just crazy. Yeah, we were right, weren't we, the other week when we said if he doesn't get twenty five goals in this team, I'll be surprised this season. He's should be at least you know coming and challenging the Grant Holt record of the last sort of ten fifteen years of goals in a season personally because I can see him keeping his starting place now because we talked a minute ago about how we got back in the game but it was it was players like Payne he was he was even dropping off and really putting pressure on their centre backs yeah. and le- right and left backs when they were trying to get out he he worked himself into the bloody ground to be honest with you and I'm surprised yeah. he lasted as long in the game as he did but um, yeah, yeah he, he deserves every goal he gets because he's not a lazy striker he works bloody hard yeah I, that's why you, I've seen you've put on the agenda I did that run. Yes. And which kind of just typified his performance. Um, yes. So for those who weren't at the game, we're, we're defending deep. Um, I think it was Brown or it was Sadler. One of the guys on the left-hand side gets the ball and hoofs it long. A bit of a kind of like rugby kind of, you know, territory kick. Yeah. Kicks it long. And, you know, often, especially last season, that would just been, you know, their fullback gets the ball and pumps it back up to mm. the pitch and a bit more pressure. But Payne ran virtually the entire, like, you know, three quarters of the length of the pitch put pressure on the fullback and we won a throw in like 10, yep. 10 meters from from their from their penalty line yeah. and from their from the from the goal line so that was just fantastic you know it's uh, those little things that just just keep the pressure off you know mm. we would have been under more pressure but no we got a throw in we took our time we got all back up we got back into shape had a bit of a breather and pain um, took the pressure off there and, and again changed the changed that you know that moment in the game so yeah, yeah he fantastic. started he started 10 yards behind that defender as well you know yeah. he he actually showed how much pace he's got there because the defender was running fast and he was just catching up catching up catching up and eventually you know got to him and just hustled him into making a mistake and um, yeah, yeah it, it was it was it was amazing because people up me were around him were like punching in the air and stood up and yeah I stood up and gave him a round of applause for that because it's loads of people did yeah yeah it was amazing I thought it was absolutely fantastic so yeah there was that I mean the other yeah, we had another good chance didn't we in terms of, of the first half and Rodman uh, I think someone just laid it off to him didn't he on the edge of the box and he kind of snatched at it a little bit didn't he and it just went yeah. right at the, right at the post we're actually really close when you look on the highlights he wasn't too far wide and did that thing where it hits the, the boards at the back really loud and you yeah. know I was like hearing that on the highlights you think he's at least he's walloped that to be fair so um yeah, it was just a sign of, of us getting back in the game. And so I think, I, I think personally, the game in the first half ended up being quite 50-50, to be honest with you. I mean, we've not been great at the start. 50-50 in possession, it. but I would say yeah. we definitely had the better chances. You know, we had three clear, like the Wally one and the Rodman one and the Payne one. We definitely had three you know, clear-cut chances. Um, yes. I'd say maybe to theirs. Is... Yeah, because Henderson's because Henderson made that save, didn't he? Which we just yeah. talked about before. But that was, you know, it was a bit scrappy. The chance the guy had, didn't he? Yeah. he got in. And oh yeah, that chance. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where Bolton messed up. Yeah. 
but yeah, it was a good save all in all. That that save from Henderson, and that was. But it was still not as good a chance as say you know our goal, obviously, and also the the one from Rodman and the one from Wally, which were good chances where you know they were a bit further out, but they had clear clear shooting opportunities. So. Yeah, I, I certainly think we 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 started slowly and worked our way into the game. We were certainly on top when the for the full the halftime whistle came, and yeah, went off to a rapturous applause, didn't they? Which didn't stop for the whole game. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was it was a very entertaining first half. I thought it was good good spirited game. You know, good tackles, good good chances for both teams in in some respects in terms of, of the game. And I just thought it was it was an entertaining game to watch, like most of them we've had this season. Yeah, no, it was a very enjoyable first half. Um, <laughs> I would say the second half was a bit more stressful. Yes, we knew we were top as well, didn't we, by yeah. half-time? Because Peterborough were losing 3-0. So, yeah, there was quite a lot of chanting about being top of the league. So it was nice to enjoy 15 minutes, top of the league, and not having to worry about scores elsewhere. So it was one of the more enjoyable half-times I've had for a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, so do you want to lead us into the second half, Ben? Yeah, so after that, it was it was into the second half, wasn't it? Um, and it kind of started a little bit like the first half, didn't it? Except we, we sort of got into it a bit quicker. I, I thought it, the first five five minutes of the first half, we could hardly get the ball. I think yeah. I put on Twitter, it'd be nice if we can let us touch the ball in this half. And they'd obviously had the standard manager sort of shouting at halftime, get back in this game, this is this is unacceptable. Um, and, and they came out a bit more fired up, didn't they? But this time I thought we wore them down a lot quicker and, and you know, got back into playing a 50-50 game where where we were doing okay. Obviously, they, they had a lot more chance in the second half, didn't they, compared to us? Um, I'd say our chances generally were not as not as numerous in the second half, but I still yeah. think we played poorly. still think we, we managed the game well. Yeah, no, definitely. We didn't feel like, it felt like we were a, under pressure, but kind of in control. Does that yes. make sense? It was yes. almost like a, yeah, it was almost like we were allowing them the territory. And that's, that's a word that Hurst mentions, doesn't he, his post-match. Um, but yeah, there's a few chances they had. They definitely, for me, like, yeah, their best chance was clearly... Um, Tony and when their fullback crossed in a nice ball from the yeah. right and he hit the, hit the post um, Jacobs had a chance as well and then their number 8 I can't remember his name um, had a chance as well in the box we could only find Henderson it was quite a poor effort weak uh, wasn't it yeah yeah like, m- one of my f- most fearful moments of the game was when um, we gave that free kick away on the edge of the box Powell and Jacobs him, yeah. was there yeah but it was fortunate and then one, yeah. yeah and that number 33 was standing in the wall and I just had this fear that yeah, Jacobs was going to just put it right where right where that uh, number thirty three was, and yeah. it was going to go in the back of the net. They had two free kicks, didn't they? One in the first half and at the yeah. other end, didn't they? Where Powell took it and they put them both over the bar, didn't they? So yeah, couldn't couldn't take their chances, I suppose, from from the set pieces either. But um, yeah, we, we yeah they they certainly had some chances. It was it was we'll come to talk about Tony as a special talking point later on, Ollie. Yeah. But I I just I I was I would have been sickening if he scored due to his antics. But um, it was quite a good header actually from him that, yeah. that diving header. And he got the booked post as well, didn't he? I can't remember why he got booked, but he definitely got booked into at one point in the game, which is quite funny. Yes, he did. He, he yeah. Well, we'll talk about him now if you want. But yeah. basically, he threw himself around on the floor a lot, didn't he? Like yeah. he did for us, and the referee was having none of it, which was which is hugely. R- Hugely yeah, entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was very there. humorous. Everyone was yeah. laughing their heads off. Oh when he... god! And then yeah, and so soon after he'd, he'd sort of been banging the floor about not getting a free kick. I think I don't know. I think he might have got booked for dissent. Yeah, no, sure. he got booked for a bad foul. Yeah, I've just searched on the um, BBC website. Yeah, he got booked in extra time in the first half, and he got booked oh, for a bad it. foul. Yes, that was it. Yeah. So yeah, and that was a symptom of a few of their players, wasn't it? In terms of it was funny they kept getting quite a lot of free kicks, but every foul they committed was quite a quite a boisterous nasty yeah. foul, I thought. But and they were whinging seemed... loads. They really, yeah. I think they expected, I think they expected um, to turn up and just Boss it. kind of kind of like you know show little Shrewsbury, you know you shouldn't be this high in the league, and they want to walk all over us. Because mm. um, I saw online, um, not to jump too far ahead, but I saw online. I think we ruined a lot of accumulators this week. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, exactly. People will be paying attention then. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I suppose taking us from sort of that early period where they were on top, then there was a, a big period really until maybe the last ten minutes. There was a big injury break, wasn't there? When it, when yeah. Powell and um, it was Robman went down, wasn't it? I think I can't yeah. remember now. Um, so that that meant we were going to have a bit of injury time. But that period in between, as I say, they had most of the chances, but. You're right. We managed the game well. I think that you know someone, one of the Wigan fans, was saying something to me on Twitter last night about you didn't even have a chance in the second half. And I said, well, when you one nil up, that's not necessarily a problem, is it? It's called game management. You know, if you can sit back and absorb the pressure and, and look to hit teams on the break, especially when we're playing against a team of this supposed quality, that's exactly what we should be doing in that situation. And we could easily have, we could easily have nicked it a couple of times, couldn't we? We had a couple of breaks where it looked pretty good. There was that one where Agogo had a really good run. He just couldn't quite yeah. find pain at last minute. And there was one where Rodman did this huge run down the left flank flicked it past a couple yeah. of defenders in his own half and he ran so fast that by the time he got to the edge of the box he was basically knackered so it was a bit unfortunate but it helped kill kill the game as it was going on um 
and, and there was a few other breaks that we had as well, which were particularly started by Nolan. There was a couple of times where he showed unbelievable quick feet to kind of work himself out of a position. And there were times when they were leaving three up the back and we were looking to break with almost four sometimes. So, you know, Wigan were playing as risky a game as we were playing as a defensive a game, if you want to say that. But, you know, I, I could not quite fault the way that we tried to manage that game out. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's um, it's funny, isn't it, how fans would be like that. They're like, um, oh yeah, we're, we, you know, we, you can't believe you, like, you know, you're celebrating so much we beat you. Well, <laughs> you, but you know you're a bigger team and you're in the championship next year. But then in the same token, they're saying, yeah, but you never had any chances, but you are the better team. So yeah, yeah, it's um, it's one I, of those funny ones. I don't think Wigan fans had the context of why we were celebrating so much no, at the end didn't. in terms of that going top and the the troubles we had in League One and that that years of sort of almost a sort of a release of pressure from a few few problems that we've had in League One really and yeah. just to just to have that one night where we can all just think about only totally positive things you know we are the kings of League One as it stands you know that probably happens to them quite a lot more over the last ten years than it's happened to us so yeah why not why not enjoy it and. Uh, yeah, we didn't do a pitch invasion, but it was. Oh, that that would have been a bit silly, but yeah, you're completely <laughs> right. Um, I think um, I think I think some of the more um, sensible and more educated fans among them would have known that we've yeah, always probably. struggled the last two years, um, yeah. and we only just survived. But um, yeah, they didn't seem to um, appreciate that. Um, yeah, we've we've suffered for the last few years, so that's why we're so happy. Yeah, so we we progressed a bit further, didn't we, through that period? I suppose, and and I think it's fair to say it was it was their pressure and us trying to break on them but us managing it and then we got into sort of that I think we got to maybe about 83-84 minutes and I, I put a tweet saying it's not quite back to the wall yet it was still just a game where we were defending we weren't getting too deep and then a minute after that it started to feel like we were getting a little bit too deep and that's when uh, we, we started to sort of look at the work of um, I can't remember what minute he came on but um, the shop came on didn't he and yeah what a sub he was in this circumstance. Yeah, he, he came really, on to really 77 helped. minutes. Yeah, he was brilliant from sort of 77 minutes onwards. In terms of an option for us getting out, physicality, he, he really, really put it on the defenders. And some of the, some of the ways he got us in the corners and even getting forward looking to attack, I, I, I thought he was really, really good again, like he was at Oxford when he came on. Yeah, no, he definitely held the ball up well. Um, do you know why he had a, had a, a bandage on his head? I, I assume that he got injured at some point yeah, in training or something, training but it looked like he yeah. got an eye patch on when I was looking at him at the start of the game when he was warming up. So presumably he's got some sort of eye injury or something like that, where he maybe he's got like a cut eyebrow. I don't know, but I'm not sure it was announced either. But um, it, it did add to his, uh, what should we call it, the the um, the demeanour of him when he came on. I don't think the defenders wanted to see this big big guy coming on with a bandage on his head. That was that was the last thing they really wanted to see when they were trying to get back in the game. So yeah, huge credit for him. Um, you know, I suspect he won't score many goals, but if we're going to be in a lot of games where we're winning it one or one nil, or we've got close games and we want to see games out, he's certainly the best substitution that we could bring on. I think he's he's going to offer a lot in those situations, and and was a massive part of us getting the win. I think. Yeah, no, no, he's a brute, isn't he? He's, he's you wouldn't want to mess with him. So no, he he played well, and he just kind of shows, you know, you bring on a player, um, and they 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 hit the same level straight away in terms of the intensity, um, and yeah, keeping the kind of the, the the structure together. Yeah, so you bring on a sub, and then they we carry on the same way. There's no there's no change. Yeah, we just no. carry on the same. No, it's the same when we bring Morris on, isn't it? Or yeah. Kane was swapping for Morris. It's just. We don't we don't seem to let that level get down. One of one of the best moments towards the end of the game is obviously we're into injury time and we're we're, we're looking to break and, and giving it to Big John up front. But um, there was one moment where they tossed it in the box and Henderson came flying oh. out to claim it, and oh, it was so fantastic to see such confidence from such a young goalkeeper. To you know he's got this win on the line that everybody around him is wanting. His team would deserve, and he was brilliant, really brilliant coming out to claim that. Yeah, you know that was a brilliant moment. That was it. Kind of just. It just kind of put a stamp on the game in terms of yeah, yeah we you know we will not be defeated almost you know we, you will not you will not get past me I'm, no. I'm Dean Henderson. One of one of the interesting things that was being discussed around us because people were starting to worry as Shrewsbury Town fans do was you know we brought on John didn't we up front and we we did make another substitute I think it was quite late into injury time made the next substitution didn't we it did did look a little bit at one point where I was thinking I hope we don't lose this because our legs have gone and and pain was struggling obviously he went off for John didn't he and then there was a couple of moments where a couple of the other lads just looked a little bit laggy Rodman particularly and, and would you have you know people were saying why didn't you bring on why didn't you bring a few more subs earlier on you know to keep those fresh legs on earlier my assumption is that Paul Hurst is a very trusting manager he trusts his lads to carry out those instructions they've been doing the whole game why unsettle them um, they weren't really weren't really breaking all that much and so you know you could afford to have a little bit of, of, of sort of tired legs being carried and the defenders weren't particularly problematic by it but yeah well, I don't know what did you think about that you, would you like to see a bit more fresh legs I know we won so it's hard to criticise but yeah, um, I don't know. yeah it's an interesting point yeah the subs we made a sub on the 81 minute um, yeah. and then another sub on sorry 91 minutes and 94 minutes yeah exactly um, so yeah so there were late I think he has confidence in their fitness yeah. that they are going to be um 
you know, they're going to carry on and they're going to be fine. And yeah, I think he just got faith in them and it was working. So he decided um, to carry on. Mm. It's an interesting one. Yeah. You know, should he have brought on someone a bit sooner? Um, maybe Ganua on for Rodman or something like that to come on one of the flanks. It, it was the wingers who were looking the most leggy, wasn't it? In They'd the done a lot five, of running. Minutes, but fair. they run their asses off, to be fair. And also we had that Omar Beckles warming up for a good yeah. 10 minutes. Um, so he must have been considering taking one of the wingers off and throwing a, a, another centre-back on. But I, I like the fact that he trusted him. He didn't yeah. panic and go ultra-defensive, Mickey Mellon style. He, he trusted the, the shape, he trusted the team, and, and he was rightly rewarded by that. So again, he's a, he's a manager of convictions. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, certainly. Definitely. And then, yeah, and then the final whistle, Ollie, I suppose. And yeah. uh, everyone went mental. <laughs> everyone and they had very a excited. Off. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, yeah, they got, obviously, he was complaining too much. They were they were whinging a lot of their players throughout the game. Um, and I, don't, I thought the referee was, was fair. Um, there's a couple of times I thought in the second half where he was almost starting to remember that they're a, a former championship club and he was given a few things that I thought were unnecessary their way. Mm. Um, so I don't really see what they had to moan about. Maybe it was just their yeah, their, their just their sheer frustration um, boiling over. What do you We're, think? Do you think, yeah. think the referee was fair? In some respects, they got lucky to be honest with you not to have had a red card before that because we didn't. I should have mentioned it, but they didn't have. Um, they had an absolute horror tackle into injury time when a guy jumped in two-footed on Rodman yeah. down on the sort of west side stand of the pitch and it was a straight red. I mean, it looked horrible, to be honest with you, and he just got booked for it. So I think that that and a number of other things where yeah, Powell that, that, kept punching that the pitch. Burn, that big that big lad, 33 burn, when he did that yep. soldier barge on, was it, yep. was it, was it Warley? Absolutely no intention pit, of going for the, the ball. ball. Yeah. And yeah. it's absolutely that. Why is that not a yellow card? He sh- he could have been sent off several times in the second yeah. half. The referee um, never saw that. He was already running back down the other way. Was so, it? I, you know, I think that in terms of the decisions, maybe he gave them a, a few. A, a, he maybe gave them quite a lot of decisions, and also could have could have easily been harsher on them. Obviously, we got a, a couple of yellows. There was one soft one, one there for um, was it Rodman again? I think yeah, he got Rodman booked for something of a nothing. So I think he was definitely one of those ones that was slightly favouring the bigger team. But let the game flow. I thought to be yeah. honest with you. And, you know, again, we've had worse. We say that about referees quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. But um, I think had we lost or drawn and, and they've been made a big decision, we probably would have been moaning about it. But yeah, it just brings us back to talking about Wigan, really, in terms of their attitude. I thought, you know, they they, they let their heads go, especially in that last five to ten minutes when cool heads might have been needed. They they were jumping in some tackles. They were punching the ground. There was a couple of times where they shouted at each other and I thought, that was it. That's exactly what we wanted them to do, really. It was showing they were not 100% focused on getting back into it. So, yeah, they, yeah I think... They said that it's the first time they've been behind this season. They just didn't deal very well with it, did they? So, no. Yeah, they'll have to learn a lesson. Yeah, well, do you think from that, um, so talking to Wayne, do you think from that performance, you think that they'll be there or about at the end of the season? They, even though they lost, they've obviously got a lot of good players there. Yeah. Now, it's, it's going to depend on how the manager gets them going, isn't it, in terms of the fact they've started the season well. So, they've obviously uh, you know, been playing up well and up until they played us. And they should have the quality there to put some good runs together and you know maybe go 10 games unbeaten this season, maybe more. And that's what their fans will be expecting. So, yeah, yeah it's whether they can deal with the pressure that they're going to be under this season to, to achieve the promotion and also whether they can deal with teams like us doing what we did to them. Because if any other team wants to play Wigan, Gillingham, Northampton, any of those other teams, yeah, they might not have our quality, but there's a benchmark about how you play Wigan. You get it yeah. right in their faces and you rattle them and then they couldn't deal with it. Yeah, and I think that they're definitely the best team we've seen so far this season, aren't yes. they? Yes. Yeah, I would agree uh, with that as well. In terms of like potential, um, Oxford, I think, underperformed when we played them. But yeah, they can definitely see the quality in their team. And yeah. I'm sure, I feel, tell you what, it's going to be tasty because their manager's not happy and they play no. um, Charlton Athletic next. Oh, that'd be a nice game. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be looking at that result. Yeah, so that's an interesting one. So yeah, so interesting to see how they get on. We'll obviously monitor their um, results going forward. Yeah. Um, so you did um, something interesting this week. You've kind of done some, yeah, 10 loudest cheers, which is... <laughs> yeah, kind of highlights how how good the fans were this week, but also yeah, kind of just, it's kind of highlights some of the things we haven't we haven't discussed so far. Yeah, it was interesting because there was it was one of those games where there was just notably like you know at least ten, and these are the only ten that I put down, but real hearty, vociferous, proud cheers from the crowd, and and not just cheers, but like you know geeing up of the team sort of thing. So yeah, I I just thought I'd list them out really as an interesting thing for it wasn't there in terms of the sorts of moments that really got people going. But um for me the ten loudest going from sort of the quietest to loudest, but they're all huge was obviously I had Wally's crashing drive that we mentioned in the first half just over the bar that got massive, massive applause. Um the half time reception when they went off half time, huge, brilliant. Um, there was a moment where Big Big John got the ball and did a little run into the corner near the end and everyone was up sort of giving him fist pumps when he wanted to throw in. Um Rodman's sort of massive long run down the wing in the second half, which I just mentioned before, which was brilliant. Everyone was just up applauding him and he was sort of <laughs> blowing as he walked back to the halfway line, but he was getting masses from the fans. Um, 
interestingly, when Tony got booked, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a cheer, but it was just huge. There was a cheer. The, yeah, 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 well, yeah. There no, wasn't cheer. No, you're right. It was yeah, it was just <laughs> cheer stroke laughter. Yes, um, because he was pretty poor. It was funny to see him dive in. Yeah, and then some of the other ones we mentioned: Payne's massive run in the first half, um, where he where he chased up that ten yards back and got a throw in. Tony getting subbed, also getting subbed off as well was also for Will Grigg was also a huge cheer. And then the top yeah. three, I thought that claim from Henderson when he came out of the goal right near the end, that was massive. That other than the goal, that was the biggest cheer. Other than well, other than the top two, which was the goal, and then I thought the, the final whistle. God, if you couldn't hear that in Oscar on Saturday, I'd have been surprised. It was so loud. So, yeah, I just thought it was a nice thing to run through and just say, you know, on Saturday, look back at all 10 of those moments as Town fans and just think, bloody hell, that was just fantastic to have been there and experienced it. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. That was a good summary. There we go. Uh, just saying, there were some other observations that we had, didn't we, that we probably yeah. haven't talked about. We'll just run through them. But you've written at the top of the agenda, Paul Hurst had a gilet on. Yeah, <laughs> which has always been quite a, um, yeah, synonymous with... Um, with um, Sherwood. Uh, yeah, it was Sherwood, which is quite funny. So obviously, um, yeah, he's everyone remembers <laughs> him for wearing a gilet. So yeah, it was quite funny. He likes to layer up, doesn't he, Paul Hurst? But um, yeah, yeah, good. Um, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, obviously, him, he was in good spirits at the end of the game. So that was Paul Hurst. Yeah, I mean, some of the others we've already mentioned. We talked yeah. about Tony diving and and all of that sort of nonsense. And I can see him being rotated out of the team fairly soon if yeah. he keeps up that behaviour. Um, we talked about Godfrey a little bit, but he was immense, wasn't he? Yeah, we'll talk about him. I guess in the top. Three. In the top three. The top of the league chants, just amazing to hear the town fans singing We Are Top of the League. From probably about 26 minutes on when we scored, we started to get into that, didn't we? So, yeah, hopefully that continues a little bit longer when we play South End. Um, we talked about the hard work again. It was just great to see how hard the team worked and and that pre-season conditioning is, is still going on. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we talked about the three wise men in midfield <laughs> and how much they dominated them. And it was we've talked about them, but they did they did dominate the midfield, didn't they, for a majority of the game. Although we're going to have a lot of ball, they were getting it down the wings probably a little bit more than it was coming through the middle because Godfrey, Agogo and Nolan were basically n- just a nuisance to their midfielders the whole way through the game, weren't they? Yeah, no, the, the midfield quartet um, was dominant, wasn't it? They really dominated yes. the centre of the park. And while sometimes it wasn't in terms of um, possession, um, it was in terms of controlling the game. So we control the game without the ball. Yeah. The other things we noticed was, was about Henderson. We've talked about his, his brilliant coming out and punching and claiming in the game, but he did get booked for time wasting. We should <laughs> yeah. mention that. And I think most of us, I certainly did, and a lot of people must have been saying during the game, probably, probably from about half time, I was going, Henderson's going to get booked for time wasting. Not yeah. necessarily because he was time wasting all that much, but the referee was just, just a the little ref- bit. Yeah, the referee was going to do it. <laughs> so yeah, that was coming. But then also about Henderson, which I thought was fantastic. At the end of the game, he came right over to the west stand and he was loving it wasn't he he was yeah. fist pumps in front of everyone he threw his gloves into the crowd and I was just watching that thinking if this kid plays like he's played the rest of the season he can he can be a Grant Holt one club one season club legend he, he, if that goes on that sort of thing the, 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 the sort of bond he's already got with obviously a lot of the fans already I think he's brilliant I think it's really really good to see a young kid enjoying his football out on loan like that it's it's that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Did you? I also heard um, he said something very loud to one of the ball boys. Did you hear about <laughs> did this? He? No. Yeah. Um, I won't use the language he used, but basically <laughs> said, um, "Young man, can you please slow down?" But he said it in a lot more um, colourful, more colourful language. Um, uh, he's a good kid. He's funny. a good kid. He should. He should have a good career ahead of him, and we're yeah. lucky to have him. So, fingers crossed, he didn't get injured. Um, the only other two things that are a bit of a negative were. <laughs> Ian Black was announced as one of our substitutes, <laughs> which uh, I think it was when um, I think it was when Big John was coming on. They'd obviously got last year's graphics. I was like, God, when, he's not coming back. He's not back. Is he? I was, I was starting <laughs> he to have some heart palpitations. Yeah, and the other sub was McGiven, so you must have been feeling just as bad if you saw that. But um, yeah, again, gonna have to get that sorted. Um, and other than talking about the crowd, which we said was a bit disappointing, we've talked about how fantastic that team performance was, and you know the, the match day was brilliant, really, wasn't it, in terms of your football, but. Didn't, didn't cover some of the shambles that happened on Saturday that will probably go a little bit unmentioned, but there was issues with people's fan cards not working and them not being able to get in through, through the turnstile. Yeah. There were some buses that didn't turn up at Shire Hall and stranded about 40 fans, and some of them just went home. Not great, um, which has happened a few times, and Town said they'd sort that out, but obviously they've not, not got it sorted yet. Yeah. Um, the Westbound stand buffets, my dad went down. My dad sat with me on Saturday um, for the first time because my mum was ill um, and my brother was wearing holiday, so I said, I'll sit by me and eat. He said, I'm going to get some something to eat at half time. Um, so he went down and he was just he was raging when he came back <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't go down but he was like he was saying that there was no they don't really have any range of stuff and they've no chocolate or anything now and he didn't have any milk for his tea and the sausage rolls were back to being really dry so he, he said you've got to mention that Glenn so I'll mention that for me dad but yeah it didn't sound very good and if you were down there at half time trying to have a bit of food all the TVs were broken this week in the West Stand I don't yeah. know about the other stands so you couldn't watch any football scores or anything 
Um, and then at the end of the game, Ollie, I turned around to you when they were announcing things and you were like, listen to this bloody channel. It was broken yeah, to horrible. hell in the West End. It's embarrassing. It's so painful. I wish, like, yeah. like the, the PA that we have is, is a good guy. You know, he, do, you know, he does a pretty good job. But when he talks, it's just so painful. It's, it's like this yeah. all the time at the moment. It's just so annoying. I wish they just wouldn't bother. Um, <laughs> it's just so, it's really, it's really poor. So, yeah. Yeah, it's only when he's talking. It's not the music. So no, it's Obviously, not. that's something to do with the mic, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. They need so, to... Yeah, but it's just for one of those things to say, look, you know, we are not in the, if you want to list this podcast, I'm positive we've been on everything. That's fine. But let's be honest, some of that stuff off the pitch needs to be sorted out. And if we're trying to, off our fans. and we're trying to get to, um, you know, break the 7,000. 7, yeah. And, you know, missing fans here, poor food. You know, if you plan to go to Shrewsbury and get some food and make it your lunch, you're not going to do that next time, are no. you? So, it's, yeah, it's not good for the for the club and not good for the fans. And, yeah, yeah I don't even bother going down off at half-time anymore. Nor me. Nor me. It's just interesting to get some feedback from your dad. And we obviously yeah. get feedback through the Sports Parliament. And there's, and to be fair, Shrewsbury Town, they always put a thing up asking for fans' feedback, don't they? And they've got yeah. a lot of positive feedback about the on-pitch stuff. But a lot of these comments I noted from reading that and seeing what other people had said. So... You know, it's it's only early into the season and Brian's yeah. still got some work uh, along with a few of the other people in terms of the caterers, that's for yeah. sure, in terms of getting these issues sorted. So, fingers crossed, we don't have to keep mentioning that because I'd like to just, you know, hopefully get a lot of them things sorted because yeah. let's not pretend they're not an issue. So, there yeah, we go. There's exactly. our there's our little bit of negativity, but it's realistic negativity. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. That was Saturday. What, what else have we got, Ollie? You got top your, three. Your top three. Yeah, let's just go for top three. So, yeah, it was, it was a tough one, this one, because um, everyone played really well. I'd say any really <laughs> Bolton had um, any kind of real negative comments to kind of um yeah, to draw true. upon so i went for godfrey um pain pain had to be in there just because of his running i was tempted to go first but i thought godfrey does a lot of the the unglamorous stuff doesn't he a lot of times he cut the ball out he he used his physique um, quite a few times um yep. to really kind of just yeah, dominate that area of the pitch and then nolan was just skillful magician um you know you just wonder what they were doing last year with him at Chesterfield yeah um, but again that just goes back to I think how good our management team is in terms of getting the best out of our players so that was my yeah. top three who did you go it's for it's interesting we've gone for the three same players in slightly different positions so I agree with you I, I had Payne as my second same as you because of the work rate the goal and, and everything else he gave us off the ball again but I switched Nolan for my first and Godfrey for my third I think that maybe explains the difference between you you, you like the the, the thinking man's footballer in Godfrey whereas I like the flair man in Nolan <laughs> maybe that's true Ollie I don't know but Nolan I just I thought he was class again I've given him man a match twice now I think in the last two weeks but some of the, some of the ways he gets out of trouble with quick feet and the, the, the speed of pass and the interchange between defence and attack he is the fulcrum of that basically and um Hugely impressed with him. But you're right, Godfrey was absolutely fantastic as well yeah. in terms of the way he played. There was a moment in the first half, I remember, where he put a real hard challenge in, you know, foot to foot sort of thing. And he, he was never losing that ball. And then no. he set us off on an attack. Yeah, it was a good um, counter attack. That, that was on the highlights. That was on the extended highlights. Yeah, he was almost like the other play went in almost two footed as well. Quite a nasty yeah. way of going he in. But he didn't complain. Crap, he won it. And yeah, he carried yeah. on. So I think, yeah, all three of them were definitely the standouts. But, you, you know, we've not even mentioned Matt Sadler, who, again, was really good at centre-back. We mentioned yeah. Toto a little and bit. And Toto was solid as well. Like, he won yeah. some real big challenges and some um, some big headers as well. So, yeah, I'd say, um, yeah, it was everyone had a good game. Everyone played yeah. well. Just apart from, again, sorry, no, sorry, Bolton. Um, yeah, he didn't have the best half an hour. But, but fair credit to him, he came back. Yeah, I mean, I, I did last week, I did my... Um, uh, ratings didn't I for yeah. blue and amber so yeah I did them again this week and, and actually you know I did them at Oxford where they were all really highly rated in the in terms of football manager ratings that we've talked about before but this week they were even higher so I had Henderson as a 9 Brown as an 8 Toto as an 8 Sadler as an 8 and um, Bolton as a 7 so it shows that Bolton was probably a little bit worse than the other defenders but they were really good and then I had Wally as an 8 Abs as a 9 Nolan as a 9.5 obviously I gave him man of the match uh, Godfrey as a 9 so only just, just off Nolan Rodman 8.5 and Payne nine. So there you go. I mean, eights and nines all round, really, other than Bolton, which is which is <laughs> testament to how good I think we, we did, really, against a quality team. So, yeah, there we go. Let's hope I'm handing out eights and nines again. Well, who will get the first ten this season, I wonder, Ollie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully, yeah. I think, I think a ten would have to be for a hat-trick or something, maybe. Yes, uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see as the season goes on. Hopefully, we get a chance to hand one out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, did um, as normal did the um, three-word match report, but it was quite funny... Um, Everyone's pretty sure everyone's talked to the three words, but um, that bloke that goes running down at the bottom um, did someone had a um, can't mention about him again, um, oh, which yeah, is quite God. funny. He only did it once though, so that wasn't mm. too bad. But um, yeah, positive words, so yeah, really great atmosphere at the town. Um, someone said, um, win the league. Um, Kenneth said, over the moon. Um, what team spirit? 
Um, Trev said not going down. And this is an interesting, good one from Colin, chasing every ball, which is definitely, yeah. definitely right. Um, Mike said keep your heads. Um, and yeah, Will said top of the league. So yeah, the chanting for the top of the league was, was fun. So that was brilliant. funny, wasn't it? And, it was brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have to say I didn't join until later in the game because I was just nervous <laughs> we were going to jinx it. Um, so yeah, just kind of yeah, just kind of shows that the, the three word match reports on Facebook just shows how happy everyone is. Too right, and they weren't the only people happy this week. We we've talked about Paul Hurst's dour, you know, demeanour a couple of yeah. times, even when we've been winning games. But this week he was actually a lot happier, wasn't he? In yeah. terms of his post match interview and and actually positive and praising people, which is which is brilliant. And um, yeah, so his comments were he just thought it was a fantastic effort, um, and he sounded positive and happy for once. But it wasn't just talking about the effort, you know, that hard work we've talked about. He also was talking about the quality we had in terms of. How we were breaking um, and he spe- specifically mentioned a few things about how we can play on the break with pace and be a threat even when we haven't got the ball which will be important in games where particularly away from home where we're playing the bigger teams in this league so yeah. that was nice I thought it was interesting he doesn't normally like to single people out does he but no I read the article on Shrewsweb and there was specifically a, a paragraph about pain um, and basically said works tireless and only was substituted for fatigue um, because of how tired he worked so yeah that's that's nice to see him and also he hasn't been playing has he he should be fair no. as well so yeah, yeah. it's quite good so, yeah, and he also said it would be nice if the season ended today, Ollie, which it certainly would be, wouldn't he? And, um, yeah, he also mentioned about how, you know, it's obviously, I think this was on Radio Shropshire, it wasn't on the Shrewsweb article, saying that Shrewsweb fans can certainly enjoy looking at the table this this weekend. And we certainly did, didn't we, Ollie? Yeah, we certainly did. I was just buzzing, absolutely buzzing. <laughs> Even when I got home, I was getting um, texts from friends and stuff. And uh, my child and um, mate, he was texting me saying, yeah, he showed me a picture of the league table with us first, them second, uh, which is quite funny. Um, oh. But on a, on a negative note, he did say South End, even though they're quite low in the table, looked like a really good side. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, sorry, going on to Paul Cook, he was very complimentary about us at the start of the game, saying that we'd signed yep. well, we've got a good manager. And yeah, what did he say after the game? Because you listened to his interview, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did actually, because they, they put their sort of audio up before Paul Hurst came out. So I was on Twitter last night listening to this, and uh, he sounded like Marge Simpson, to be honest with you. He needed a lozenge, because he'd obviously been shouting at his players a lot. <laughs> and if you looked at him during the game, he, he was one of those very, very animated managers, sort of throwing fists out and sort of shouting at his players the whole game so it had taken his toll on his voice but um, he said we deserved to win which was completely fair um, and said a lot of things we'd said he said his side couldn't cope with us with us go, with going behind for the first time this season and, and that's a, a lesson they're going to have to learn so I know we mentioned that so those were the two big things I took from his comments but um, yeah he was he was quite complimentary about us which was good that's cool that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and a very enjoyable day. So I take it you went home happy, bouncing on your way home. I did. Yeah, my dad. My dad had the car, so we came out of the car park, and there was some trouble down at Meal Island. There was police and ambulances everywhere. So was God that? knows what happened oh. down there. Yeah. So um, yeah, we got home, and then uh, yeah, we we sat at home, and Dad put we put Sky Sports News on to look at the scores, and every time the every time the table came round, I was saying to me kids, "Look, kids, we're top of the league. Look, kids, we're top of the league." Because <laughs> they might not see it very often. So um, yeah, I was trying to trying to get the kids engaged in it as well. So um. Yeah, they they were quite engaged because they're coming to Oldham next weekend with me. So there we Lucky go. I shall, I shall be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've already been dragged to Oxford, so uh, it's Oldham's a bit of a step down from Oxford, isn't it? Poor kids. But we'll find something fun to do in the morning. So yeah, it was it was nice. I'm st- and even we're recording this on Sunday night now. You've still got that nice glow, and I'm I'm looking forward to going into work tomorrow and seeing a couple of the fans that support League One teams, particularly my boss from Oldham. <laughs> I'm not sure how they did this weekend. I'm just going to assume they lost, but because <laughs> they always do. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he's got to say about things. But uh, yeah, that glow doesn't really go away, and I'm sure it will persist all the way through to Tuesday night. And we've got our next game, won't it? Yeah, no, definitely. I think well, they actually drew two all Fleetwood, um, so they're not shy of scoring goals. Yeah. Well, that's a start for them, I suppose. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, that was that was it really. I suppose that's the end of the, the review of that game. It's been a big one, but when you have something happen like that, where it's it's a a landmark day and a, and a and a sort of landmark moment for for us in terms of the last few years, I think it was worth us. Uh, Really going to town on it. So yep. we'll, we'll move on to Salop News and Molly and uh, we'll wrap it up. Rogers then against Nicky Bull at the booth and then Rogers, it's over the bar! It's a long, long way over the bar! Okay, so Salop News, there wasn't a lot this week again. No. Um, the news was all on the pitch, wasn't it? But yeah. um, just worth mentioning, Ollie, that, uh, that, that James from Swansea's gone back um, and, and Hurst was sort of saying, look, he wasn't going to get a game here, you know, the way we're playing and the way this the team have settled. So probably makes sense to go back. I think we mentioned that in the podcast last time, actually. Yeah, so did, maybe yeah. that isn't even... It's not breaking salad news. Um, but it's it's all it's all a bit of a blur at the moment. And then the other one was that we had sort of confirmation that um, Ennis has been badly injured. So the striker we got on loan from Wolverhampton and um, potentially I was reading somewhere up to six months his injury is, but he's still yeah. with us. The loan hasn't been terminated. So... Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I can't remember how long his loan is. Maybe it's till January, so 
I don't, I don't know. But there we go. Hopefully, it's it's something you can get on with being recovered from and at least play some football by the end of the season because it'd be a shame for the kid not to get any football, wouldn't it? And he's he had a bad injury record anyway, as far as I, yeah, I, was, he did. I was told. He had yeah. a bad break, didn't he, when he was... Um, Poor kid. Yeah, so it's not good. Wish him the best. Yeah, so looking ahead, um, so obviously we're playing at home on Tuesday night um, against mm-hmm. Southend. Um, are you going to that one? I'll be there, Ollie, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll, be, end. I'll be working London Monday, Tuesday, but I'll definitely be racing back. Um, so it so should be that one. And then Oldham away, I'm tempted to go, but I don't think I'll go to this one. I know you're definitely going, aren't you, Glenn? Yeah, I'll go. So for, for, yeah. in terms of podcast uh, coverage, you know, we're done. orders, order, <laughs> order for next week, uh, I'll be there. So yeah, we'll, we'll have that covered. But um in terms of places not to go, Oldham's pretty top of the list. Isn't yeah, it, I'm not season, sure. If so. I'm not sure if that's one of my one of my few grounds I haven't been to. So um, it is mine. Sure. I've never been to Oldham. Okay. Despite all these years and years, of and we won there last season, games. didn't we? I remember listening to that game um, on the yeah. radio. Um, so yeah, that was a, a good one. So yeah, so um, I've seen we've we've been a bit more efficient this week. We've already put our predictions down. We have, yes. I've gone for two nil. Yeah, I think. I think Oldham are crap <laughs> talking to my boss and I think we're good. So uh, I'm pretty confident we can go there and turn them over. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I will go for us not to even concede this time and um, a nice comfortable afternoon up north in the cold. Yeah, I um, I did do like five seconds of research. Um, they have scored <laughs> they have scored um, five goals in the last two league games. Yes. Um, so I think I think a 2-1, you know, keeping the um, theme of only a one goal um, difference. Mm. No, sorry, that's yeah, that's wrong. Because I thought I messed up. Then Gillingham, we we conceded again, didn't we? So yeah, I'm going for two one to sell up on a wave. That's fair enough. I I just think we should be beating the likes of Oldham now. <laughs> get really cocky about it. You know, be, people always say that top. we should be beating the likes of Shoes. Exactly, I'm just going to yeah. start saying that this season. We should be beating the likes of Southend, beating the likes of Oldham. You know, they're right down the bottom of the league. We should be beating them. <laughs> We're top. They're no one to us. <laughs> God, pride comes before a fall, Ollie, yeah. doesn't it? There we go. Um, so yeah, so we should just say we both went one-one last week for our predictions. So we we didn't we didn't, no, uh, didn't we didn't get it right last week. But there we go. We were too conservative against yeah. the mighty mighty Shrewsbury Town that we've got at the moment. So there we go. I should also say, Ollie, on Tuesday night I have a very special thing. I'm going down to meet uh, Brian and the manager, and I'm being issued with my shirt to sign for the football club because. Um, I think I remember telling yeah. you that the the fanzine had um, bid on winning the shirt number that was available at the club as part of the the safe standing fundraising. So yeah, we're going down. Me and me and Dave Matthias, my my partner in crime with the fanzine, we're going down to to see how that goes. So yeah, if you you might get parade around the pitch at the start of the game, Ollie, you never know. <laughs> you, you get some abuse if you do. <laughs> yeah, too right. That's I'll for sure. There, I I'll want. be there. I'll get if you're doing that. Let me know. I'll get there early. Bring some loo roll. Yeah, to throw <laughs> at me. So there we go. So uh, yeah, it's only a couple of days to look forward to the next game, which is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I've used the word fantastic a lot tonight. I, I mentally noted that. That's definitely the word of the word of the night. But um. Yeah, it's it's onwards and upwards, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we can't really go any higher at the moment, but no, it's onwards and stable. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun enjoying our football. Uh, yes, loving Paul Hurst's work, um, and yeah, it's um, yeah, you can't nothing to nothing to complain about on the pitch. It's all fantastic. It's hashtag love this team, Ollie. Yeah, exactly. Trying, yeah, I love this trying team. to get again, but it is it is absolutely it's a team to love, and and I, I'm, I'm from reading some of the players' Twitter responses last night. They're feeling the love, which is good. So it's. It's all positive, all good things. Yeah. There we go. So yes, we shall be back next week with two more games to cover, six more points, and then uh, start having a look how far off the playoffs. You know, we need to get those points and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, yeah, we, it's we're funny. still in the title race. <laughs> yeah, you got funny. You got two streams, and you got people saying, "Yeah, we only need a few more points, or thirty points, or so more to to be safe." Um, and then other fans getting really excited, and yeah, it's just a mix of emotions. And look, yeah, it's it's a pleasure for us to not to be talking about defeats. Um, bad set piece defending yeah so it's all good fun so yeah let's um, looking forward to um, the next two games good stuff Ollie alright I shall catch you uh, on South End and yep. we shall meet up on Sunday night to bring you the next episode of the Soundcast so yes enjoy your football everybody and we shall see you next week cheers oh!